This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 336. Do you ever struggle with setting the stage for the value of coaching? While it is important for our clients to understand what coaching is and isn't, it's actually part of the competencies, I cringe when I hear well-intentioned coaches begin sessions or discovery calls focusing on all the things that coaching is not. When was the last time you invested in something based on all the things that were not going to happen? The reality is coaching and the process of coaching brings tremendous value. Luckily, the profession of coaching has been in existence long enough now that we have data to support that. Welcome so to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching, coaching strategies, brings. tools, Join and this resources. Star Coach episode Whatever your focus or niche, question, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hey, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to have you here. So today we're going to consider how we set the stage for the value of coaching. So I'm going to challenge you to first start big picture, because when we consider all the different kinds of conversations that we can have with people, coaching is still relatively new and widely misunderstood. Lots of things get called coaching that really are not coaching. When I transitioned from being a therapist to a coach back in 2008, It felt to me that nobody really knew what coaching was outside of sports and maybe a few organizational development people or a few organizations. But as a whole, I felt like I was in a sea of misunderstanding about what coaching is. When I talk to pioneers in the industry, which I do in several Star Coach episodes, it is even more so for them. They really had to blaze the trail forward for coaching. So, When we define coaching as its own profession, there's often an emphasis on what it's not because those professions are better understood. So we, in trying to create clarity about what we're going to do with our clients, we might start with what we aren't going to do based upon these better known professions. Well, my challenge in that is that I don't believe that that creates value. I think that that is non-magnetic. I mean, think about listening to all the things that aren't going to happen for you. Is that something that really compels you to believe like, wow, this is a great place to put my time and energy? So in today's show, we're going to set the stage for the value that coaching brings. Hi, I'm Meg Rentschler. I'm an executive and mentor coach. I have been working with coaches to bring their value into the world through str- with strong skills and thriving businesses for the past 15 years. And I believe that coaching is something that the world needs and the unique brand of what coaching is brings an incredible value. And yet we need to be able to talk about that in a way that helps people not only understand it, but say, yes, I want some of that. And that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm going to share four strategies for building and sharing your value proposition so that 
when you share that clear and concise way of the value that your coaching brings, people will be saying, yes, I want some of that. Now, right out of the gate, this is not just for those of you who own your own businesses. I talk to internal coaches on a regular basis who have similar challenges. How do I communicate about coaching in such a way that one, allows my company to say to me, yes, I want you to invest your time coaching people here in the organization. And two, when I get internal clients, they don't necessarily understand what coaching is. And I don't know how to engage them in a way that gets them on board fully, motivated and ready to go. So this episode is for anybody who is wanting to have a coaching conversation and let people know the value that that conversation brings. So as I shared, you know, coaching is kind of the baby of the different kinds of coaching conversations. We have mentoring and consulting and therapy and law and managing. I mean, there's many different kinds of conversations that we have with people to help forward them and create changes in their lives. Coaching is one of those. So because these other kinds of conversations tend to be better understood, I can hear a conversation begin this way. You know, Sam, thanks for the opportunity to coach you. Now, as we begin this coaching, I want you to understand that Coaching is a process of me asking you questions to pull out the answers from within you. So this is not mentoring. I'm not going to be sharing my personal experiences with you to help you grow and learn through the path that I've walked. And this isn't consulting. I'm not going to be diagnosing your situation and giving you you know, 15 things to do to correct what's going on with you because I'm not a consultant, I'm a coach. And I'm not a therapist, so if there's any issues that require therapy, I'm gonna be referring you to a therapist. And I'm not a lawyer, so, you know, I'll refer you to a lawyer if those kinds of things happen. Well, let's stop right there, time out. The reality is, In our competencies, we are told that we have to create a distinction between coaching and other conversations. And I get the value of that. My premise in this show is that there's timing and balance and ways to do that that create a far more compelling engagement than by beginning with all the things that coaching isn't. So as we think about How do we as coaches set the stage? I'm going to be sharing today some language that we can use, some timing that we can use, collateral materials that we can use, and how to really paint the picture and invite a client into a coaching relationship so that they're excited about it and you're excited about it. And it really highlights what coaching really is. So let's start by emphasizing what the coaching partnership is. 
our clients come to us to create changes in their lives. And as coaches who have been immersed in training and have so much knowledge of what coaching is and what coaching can bring, I think we get kind of caught in that we know that there's incredible value in eliciting self-determined, self-directed change through the process of inquiry. However, that's not really magnetic, nor unless your client has had previous experience in coaching, they're likely to not have that same level of understanding of the process of coaching. So when we get caught up in our heads about what we can and can't do, and using this sort of coach speak, and I'll talk more about that in a minute, it creates A, confusion for the client, and B, a little bit of self-directed, self-determined change. What value does that bring for me? I just want results. Can't you just tell me what to do? I also have heard coaches say things like, oh my gosh, I'm only supposed to ask you questions. And I got to right there, call that one out. That is neither true nor going to bring the kind of value to your clients that you want. There are many things we do as coaches that are incredibly powerful, such as reflection and connecting the dots and holding up the mirror and using direct communication and analogies and metaphors and so much more. We'll have to dive into that in another another show. But what I can tell you is this, when you are thinking about what you do with a client, it is about helping them move toward what they want to be different. So we want to be able to set the stage for that in a compelling way because we do know that coaching brings incredible results. But you knowing it doesn't translate that into your prospect believing it unless we do these four things. Let's start with the first thing I want you to really think about, which is, do you really truly know the results that coaching can bring? I'm going to challenge you to be a student of the results that coaching brings. Since the coaching profession was identified and claimed in the mid-1990s, As I mentioned before, it's relatively new, but that does give us enough time for increasing amounts of data and research have been done to show us what the results of coaching actually is. Now, it's true that those have been primarily done in some niches more than other niches, but I got to tell you that those results are very transferable. So, When you think about what the data shows us in that people who engage in coaching relationships have a greater ability to deal with change, they have increased goal attainment, so they reach their goals quicker, faster, with more clarity, they have enhanced solution-focused thinking, so when we can share with clients about their ability to move into solution whether that is somebody you're seeing in life coaching, in relationship coaching, in executive coaching, being more solution-focused in coming up with where we want to go, that's a value add regardless. There's evidence to show decreased depression 
through working with a coach. Now, no, we're not therapists, and there is, it's very important to point out those distinctions, and we'll talk about that later. Point being that when we partner with somebody, we are not as isolated. We're able to talk through the things that are on our mind to get out of the swirl that can sometimes happen when we're trying to figure out things all by ourselves. And that's shown evidence of decreasing depression for people. We also see an increase in resilience with people who work with coaches. So we're going to go into more detail of what to do with this evidence that's out there regarding what coaching brings in our second bullet. But my challenge to you is that you really know and believe in the results that coaching brings. So that would mean reading more about what is already known that coaching brings. Because like I said, we've had decades now to be able to build the evidence of that. Talk with other coaches. Be mentored by a coach who has experience, who can help you learn and grow. Listen to this podcast and other coaching podcasts that share the information, allow you to learn from people who have walked the path, who share data and experience about what coaching truly does and what it brings forward. Google coaching results in your specialty. Learn about what is out there. What's the evidence of what coaching really brings? And then most importantly, you have to truly believe in those results to be able to talk about it in a way that engages the listeners, that increases, or whoever your listener is, increases your believability, your authenticity, which means that it's also going to be helpful for you to have results in your own business. What are the results that your coaching brings? I don't care if you've coached two people or 200 people. What are the results that you are seeing from the people that you've coached. Now, many of you are coming into coaching from other professions where you may not have formally coached, but your conversations with people, the way you listen, the way you engage, what kinds of positive change have you helped people evoke over the years? Those are the kinds of things I want you to think about when you think about the results that you bring and really tap into the feeling that you have when you have successfully worked with someone to create changes in their lives. The second element that I want us to dive into in strategy is to let go of coach speak. And you can't see me, but I've got my little quotation marks going there. Coach speak. Offer the results that a client is going to gain in their language. If you have a specialty or niche, hopefully you've done some market research. You know what your audience is looking for. You know their pain points. You know what is important to them. If you don't, we need to start in a place of curiosity. What does your ideal client want? And when the prospect is in front of you, what is compelling them at this moment to talk to you about coaching? Start with a needs assessment. When I start and I'm meeting somebody for the first time, 
and they want to talk to me about the possibility of coaching, I'm very curious about what are the changes that they're want they're looking for? What's happening for them right now? What's motivated them to reach out and talk with me? If coaching were worth their investment of time and energy and money, what results are they looking for that would make that worth their while? Remember, not every client you talk to is an ideal client for you. So this discovery in exploring what they're looking for, what they would like to achieve, is a way for you to determine, is this client a right fit for me? As much as them to determine, are you the right coach for them? As you are doing this assessment with them and determining what they're looking for, and if what they're looking for is exactly what you offer, then use their language when you talk to them about the process of coaching. Describe the transformational experience that they are going to have through coaching. So sometimes we get all caught up in our coach language because it means something to us. We've learned it, we've studied it, we've been a, it's been and it makes crystal clear sense to us and we're excited about it. So then we get kind of caught in language like we're going to increase your self-awareness and your belief in yourself. You're going to own responsibility and move towards your goals. Some of that might be motivational for your for your prospect and I argue that it does not hold the same emotion, stickiness, attractiveness that their language will. So help them feel the result of the coaching experience by using their language. So instead of the language above, I might say something like, you know, we get so caught up in the demands and the drama of our daily life, and those around us can be equally caught up in that drama that it's hard to see clearly in the weeds. As you were just talking about your frustration, about being caught up in the weeds, about being so focused on your deadlines and getting things done, I completely understand that. When I work with my clients, I'm outside eyes and ears so that we can expand your view, that we can help you kind of get up out of the weeds and best use your strengths better understand any beliefs that might be getting in your way that create obstacles that you're not even aware of because you're trying so hard to get things done and expand your options. The reality is the more options we have, that leads to our ability to create new solutions, get out of the problems that we're in, and really be more confident and then use all of those successes to create ongoing success. Because what are we doing along the way? We're learning about ourselves and then we're engaging in more successful endeavors. So to me, now I'm getting out of like what I would be sharing with the client. I would encourage all of you to really stress the partnership because I think it's the partnership in coaching that makes coaching the unique value that it is. So I like to share with potential clients, that coaching is us working together as partners to meet your goals, to get those barriers out of your way, and really help you get the results you want. The truth is people do go faster, further, with more clarity when they work with a coach than trying to do everything on their own. 
So what might be different about coaching than some of the other kinds of conversations you might be familiar with as we start off is that my partnership with you as a coach is believing that you are creative and resourceful and you have all these incredible experiences that are inside of you that sometimes get covered up when we're in overwhelm, we're in stress, and we just want the answer. So what I'm going to be doing as your coach is really helping to clear out some of that clutter that's getting in the way of what you already know to be true and the things that you are able to answer for yourself and connect with. I don't know how often you've had a conversation with somebody where they're just set on something that you should do, but they haven't stopped and kind of found out what about that's important to you? Where do you want to go with this? What's the optimal result for you? And if they just took the time to do that, then the solution that the two of you could come up with together would be so much more. And that is what we do in coaching. We'll be back to our discussion of your value proposition right after this. I work with coaches every day to build their businesses. And what I know to be true is that if we are going to be even more successful in growing our clientele with confidence, we need to be really good at what we do. And that requires ongoing practice, learning, and mentoring. Mentor coaching is one of my favorite things to do, not only because I believe in the value of it, but because I see the impact of it on the coaches that I work with. One of my mentor programs wrapped up just this past week, and here's what some of the participants had to say. I am so sad that the program is ending. I've had such a wonderful time working with you and also getting to know the group. I am so grateful for all that I've learned from you. You are such a gift for helping others to reach their full potential. Another coach shared, I joined the program to get bigger clarity and found it in spades. I've been a bit iffy about something since ending my training and have had so much more confidence now that I didn't have when we first started. Another coach pointed out that the diversity of thought and the different approaches of the coaches and how it all came together was such a valuable experience for him. And then finally, very simply, a coach said, thank you for creating a safe place for us to be vulnerable. My mentor program is a combination of group and one-on-one sessions with me. It meets all the ICF criteria for mentor coaching and counts towards continuing education, even if you don't need mentor coaching to renew as an ACC. I have two more mentor programs in 2023. So if you're listening to this in real time, one of them is about to begin, and we would love to have you join us. You can explore the details at starcoachshow.com slash mentor, starcoachshow.com slash mentor. If you would like to work together, there's no time like the present. So check it out. And now let's get back to the show. 
So when we work together, we're going to be leveraging your expertise along with my expertise to help you get that much further. But we always start with your expertise because very truthfully, this is your life and we want to help you get where you want to get. That's why I delight in coaching with you because there's just so much potential to get you where you want to be. So the first strategy is to be a student of the results that coaching brings so that you can talk about it confidently, smoothly, and you can tie in your client's language into what those results are, which takes us to number two, which is don't use coach speak. Use your client's or your prospect's language so that these results that you're able to bring with them resonate with them, get them excited. It's not a bunch of words that are just going to go over their heads and not connect with them. The third thing that I want to challenge you to do is to then tie in your process. Now, this is the deal. We don't get into the nitty gritty of what the process looks like until after we've built curiosity, we've learned what they want to gain, and they are inviting us to tell them more. In my experience, prospects want you to tell them more about what this is going to look like, what is this process like, after they are engaged and interested in partnering with you. So while our clients are experts in the session, They bring their experiences, they bring their thoughts, their beliefs, all those kinds of things to session. You are the expert in the process of coaching, and they need clarity about what that process is in order to engage. Confused minds do not buy or take time from their busy schedules to coach with you. So we create that clarity around the process once somebody is engaged enough to ask about that. And at that point, we want to be really clear about what they can expect if they engage with us. This is where you need to be clear about what is your process. So we've talked in other shows about your coaching methodology and the importance of being able to speak to what you know to be true for your clients and the actual process. So if we think about competencies, this is sort of what's covered in the big A agreement, the big coaching agreement, things like logistics and and how often you're going to meet and how long those meetings are going to be for. Some of that needs to be laid out right up, you know, when people are curious about it, because it's those kinds of things that are going to help them make a decision about whether they want to be able to work with you. So There are different times that you could lay this out. It might very well be that somebody's very interested and usually they say, can you send me a proposal? What I'm going to recommend that you say is, you know, I'll write that out. Let's schedule another call so that we can go through what that proposal looks like. In my proposals, I cover things like the purpose and the desired outcome of the engagement using the prospects language. I also write out my proposed approach, whether I'm going to use any 
assessments, alignment meetings, what we're doing in the layout of the engagement, how often we're meeting. I can even write out month by month what that looks like to give that additional clarity so that prospects can think about what is my schedule looking like? Is this something I'm able to do? Always focused on the results that it's going to bring. And I also add my coaching philosophy to that. So it becomes a clear roadmap for the client to better understand what working together looks like, what they're going to gain. Often people will have an acronym or something to help create, or it's my four steps towards this or my six, you know, uh, my six step process or whatever. So if you have a process like that, the clearer you can be, the more that creates a level of comfort for the prospect to know. My business is a focus on results coaching. So I created an acronym around results for a results system of coaching. And I'm able to lay that out in my proposals. The R is for review, E, evaluate, S, strengths, U, understand, L, leverage, T, target, S, sustainability. Those are sort of listed out, but then there's a description about each one of those steps, what those involve, so that the client or prospect client has an idea of what working with me looks like. One of the other collateral items that I have that I can offer even at the time of a call if somebody asks for it or would like it, if they're interested at the end and they would like that, is one of the bios that I have actually has a layout of a possible six-month engagement so that they get my bio and they get that possibility of this is what a six-month engagement might look like as something that they can review and look at right there to create that additional clarity. Once again, when we're confused or fuzzy, we're less likely to invest. Now, the other thing that I'm going to encourage you to do is reinforce what you're talking about with written documents. So I just talked about writing it out in a proposal. Many of these things, including those very important aspects of the fact that we're not therapists, we're not lawyers, we're not consultants. So the the differences of the kinds of helping conversations can be clearly written out in the coaching agreement, but you've already had the conversation in a very conversational, using the prospect's language with them. You've laid some of that out, not starting with what coaching isn't, uh, and then you can reinforce that with your coaching engage, uh, agreement. You could also potentially put that into your proposal if you wanted to, to create that additional clarity through collateral material. In a sponsor agreement, you can lay things out so that you're reinforcing what you're talking about in written material without just dumping that all on the prospect in the original conversation when really what you're trying to do at that point is to create the value of what coaching brings. And then there's other resources that you can offer. Always be listening for what does the client need and how can you add to those resources. So be a student of the results that coaching brings. Let go of coach speak. Tie in your process. And then the final strategy 
that I want you to think about when it comes to your value proposition is to seed your value proposition into everything. When you write posts or articles, be talking about the value that your coaching brings. Use case examples, obviously protecting the confidentiality of your clients. Say things in your lives or in your your lives in social media or in if you're speaking from the stage. Weave in. When I work with my clients, these kinds of things happen. I'm sharing an example of the, of this particular thing that comes as the result of the coaching that I've had. So you do it not in a salesy way, but in a teaching way. People learn through stories and you can weave the evidence of your coaching into everything you do. Your, I certainly hope your website has things like testimonials and examples of the work that you do. The clearer and more comfortable you are with what you do and the transformation that you offer, the more powerful your value proposition is going to become. So giving you lots of different strategies, things to think about, would love to hear how these impact you, what additional questions it opens up that you might want me to answer in another episode. Because yes, there are many things that coaching is not, and that is absolutely okay because there's lots of different kinds of helping conversations. But in order to create transformational experiences with our clients, we want to be able to lean into what coaching is and be able to paint the picture for clients of what we are engaging with them to do rather than leading with what we're not doing with them. So as I wrap up today's show, just want to let you know that I do dive deeper into how we can use collateral materials to reinforce our value proposition in the membership community. If you'd like to explore the community, go to starcoachshow.com and explore the community. Next week, I am excited to introduce you to Robin Hills. We're going to be exploring your hidden driver of excellence. To honor Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the month of May, we are visiting with Robin Hills, who is an emotional intelligence expert. We're also going to follow that up with an episode on how to focus on our own mental health and well-being to help us thrive in our businesses and be the best coaches we can be. So that's a little look at what's coming up. And once again, if you are in need of mentoring or would like to work together, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R, and explore the programs. Got a program beginning this next week. So would love to work with you. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very, very best for your coaching success. Take care.